0: This is Michael J. Fox. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Learn more about the Michael J. Fox Foundation's work and how you can help speed a cure at michaeljfox.org. This is Dave Iverson. As we all know, Parkinson's disease is almost always diagnosed by the appearance of certain motor symptoms, tremor, muscle rigidity, slowness of movement. But as we also know, the presence of those symptoms does not coincide with the actual first appearance of the disease.
1: By the time a patient comes in with a specific motor symptom, up to 70% of the neurons in their brain or the brain cells that are specifically involved in movement are already dying. So I think it's really important that we find ways to identify that a person might have Parkinson's before those motor symptoms occur.
0: Dr. Samantha Hutton is Senior Associate Director of Research Programs at the Michael J. Fox Foundation. She says that researchers, clinicians, and patients have long sought a means to provide an earlier and more definitive diagnosis of Parkinson's.
1: In order to correctly treat patients, we need to understand exactly uh, what they have. And there are diseases that are similar to Parkinson's disease. So as we develop disease-modifying therapies and other therapies to treat motor symptoms of Parkinson's disease, it's important to make sure that we understand exactly what the problem is so that the treatment is more tailored towards that particular deficit.
0: New techniques like DAT scans, which measure dopamine activity in the brain, are useful, but even they provide less than definitive results, since conditions other than Parkinson's can also exhibit dopamine deficits. What's really needed is a biological measure that would objectively identify the presence of Parkinson's early on, a biomarker that would rule in or rule out Parkinson's.
1: It's really important to sort of think about the biomarkers or the tools that we have in our toolbox to understand not only who has Parkinson's disease and who doesn't, but also to track the symptoms of Parkinson's as they progress and also to understand whether a particular drug treatment is working or not.
0: In recent years, the attempt to identify a biomarker for Parkinson's has focused on being able to detect and measure the presence of the protein alpha-synuclein.
1: So we're putting a concerted effort towards developing an imaging agent that can specifically recognize and target alpha-synuclein in the brain of people with Parkinson's disease, and alpha-synuclein is that protein that clumps up In the brains of anybody that has Parkinson's. So being able to measure it uh, through an imaging machine would be extremely useful.
0: Alpha-synuclein levels can also be measured in cerebral spinal fluid, but that requires a spinal tap. And intriguingly, the protein can also be found in other parts of the body, including areas that might be easier to access.
1: But there's also other ways that we can measure alpha-synuclein, including in the blood or even in tissue. So scientists are now looking at skin biopsy or salivary gland biopsy, and even colon biopsy as the tissues that we know have alpha-synuclein. And by collecting data from patients that have Parkinson's disease and people that don't, and then comparing the alpha-synuclein levels, we're learning a lot about how we can measure alpha-synuclein in some of these other tissues, which may be easier to access. For example, a lot of people undergo routine colon biopsies for cancer screening. So wouldn't it be great if we could utilize a procedure that they're already going to have and then just look at alpha-synuclein in that tissue after that procedure and not have to do an invasive spinal tap in addition.
0: The Michael J. Fox Foundation is now embarking on a new study to try and develop just those kinds of measures. The idea is to compare the presence of alpha-synuclein in different parts of the body to develop a kind of matrix that could be used to make an early diagnosis of Parkinson's in a minimally invasive way.
1: Once we have those values to a point where we can say alpha-synuclein is decreased in the spinal fluid of people with Parkinson's disease, but it's increased in their skin cells or wherever the different matrix that you're looking at, once we have those correlations, it may be possible to focus exclusively on an area that's easier to collect, easier to biopsy, such as skin.
0: The new initiative is called the Systemic Synuclein Sampling Study, or S4 for short.
1: S4 is going to be carried out at seven sites in the United States and Canada, and we're aiming to enroll 60 people with Parkinson's disease across all different stages and 20 healthy volunteers, and then take different biopsy samples or different fluid samples, all from the same subject. So one person will donate their spinal fluid, their blood, colon samples, salivary gland samples, skin samples, and being able to understand exactly how the alpha-synuclein in the skin correlates to the spinal fluid, correlates to the blood, will be really, really informative as we move forward.
0: To learn more about the new study and the broader effort to provide a more reliable way to diagnose Parkinson's early on, join us for our next Third Thursday webinar on March 17th. Find out more at michaeljfox.org slash webinars. I'm Dave Iverson. This is Michael J. Fox. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Learn more about the Michael J. Fox Foundation's work and how you can help speed a cure at michaeljfox.org.